Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. This week's episode is a mentor moment where we pull a question from our community. And this week's question drills down on ambition and asks, is there a relationship between confidence and ambition? And if so, how does this support success? Well, to answer this question, we'll welcome my colleague, Kat Sicaria, who's head of organizational effectiveness at JPMorgan Chase. Kat, let's start out with the question of confidence. What does confidence mean to you? How do you think about that term and describe it? Very simply, confidence is the belief in your ability to learn and grow. Now, if you break it down into the four dimensions that I think are the different components of confidence, one is knowledge, smarts, experience, right? What you know, how you command authority through your knowledge, your expertise, your experience, your skills. That's really where we spend most of our time and energy in the professional environment. But there's three other dimensions of confidence. There's relational confidence, the belief that you add value to a relationship, that you can build trust and that you can sustain very diverse relationships. And then there's influence, which is so critical in a very large, complex ecosystem. And that's the belief that you can align different stakeholders, that you can have impact beyond your role, that you can negotiate and navigate different priorities and competing personalities. And then the fourth dimension, which we don't talk about a lot, but it is all over the place now in the media, is purpose. Your own personal purpose. Do you understand your why? Are you clear on what you value, what you believe to be true, and the meaning you bring to your life and to your work? When you are really clear on that purpose, then all of the dimensions of confidence come together. And so then if we think about it, it becomes the way to calibrate opportunities. When a new role is presented to you, if you are clear on your purpose, you can say to yourself, well, am I going to be in my purpose in this role? And if not, do I walk away or do I negotiate to add to the role so I can be in my purpose? But that purpose becomes our grounding, our center, our anchor through all the different permeations of our career. I really love thinking about confidence in this way. And I'm wondering if you could tie this into ambition. If you have all these elements of confidence and you've thought about it in the ways you're describing, how do you think that translates into your own personal ambition? I think confidence is one of the fuel or engine for ambition, right? Let's define ambition now. Ambition is a desire and determination to achieve success. Let's first start with desire. Desire is a want. It's not a goal that you have all control over, but being clear on your purpose and how you add value to relationships, how you amplify your impact through your expertise and experience and relationships you can then calibrate, have more control over desire because that goes back to being able to say, well, if this is what I desire, is this role going to allow me to be in my purpose, which is going to fuel momentum, fuel mastery, and even mobility? So there's that thing about desire, but then success. I feel like this is the work in advancing women worldwide is really about what is our construct of success? When we're clear on our purpose, when we're confident in who we are and efficacious in what we can bring to the table, then how are we defining success for ourselves? And then how are we challenging our constructs of success? Meaning, are they external constructs? Does ambition mean you got to go to the top? That's what ambition should look like. Or is ambition saying yes to every stretch opportunity, every role that's put on you that takes you higher and higher? Or is ambition work-life balance, work-life integration? If I can share a personal story, 
about 12 years ago, when I was the rising executive, I actually became a single only parent raising two children on my own. And my first goal was to stabilize my family, which meant I thought, let me get as fast as possible to the top so I can really generate wealth for my household and my children so they have all the choices in the world. That was my decisive factor. And so around me, all constructs of success were quite candidly men at the top. And so that's what I was defining my success metric as. However, I had come from a career in nonprofit development and youth development. My whole construct of success before this moment when I became a single only parent was about having impact in communities, right? And lifting people to ignite their own potential. So all of a sudden, I got a little fuguggled in what ambition meant and I went for it. And certainly I lived in my purpose. I believe when we lift others, we lift ourselves. And all of my work was around leadership development, workforce development, organizational development, culture, etc. So I was in my purpose, but my construct of success has always been about getting to the top. And just recently, I was talking to a close friend of mine and I was like, whose ambition am I sitting inside? Is this my construct of success? Because there's other things I desire and love in life beyond being at the top, which has to do with creativity and writing and gardening and being a farmer in a next life, continuing to do community development. So I was like, I have to recalibrate my construct of success because somewhere along the way, I internalized a very, if I can say it, a very Western male construct of success that is not indigenous to who I am. And so that's my personal work. And I think one of the things we have to remember is that this work is never done. We always have to check in with ourselves because in every role, every life stage, our confidence becomes readjusted. We might step into a role where we don't have the expertise, but we do have the influence and the relationships and we're clear on our purpose. Or we step into a role where we have the expertise, but we don't know anybody. So we have to build relationships and learn to influence in that new environment. The whole point is that we have to constantly check in. It's not imposter syndrome. It's not, do we have the skills or capabilities that we have to ask ourselves? It's like, where am I sourcing my confidence in in this moment? If you step into a role where you have to lead strategically at a global level, the area where you need to source your confidence is not in your expertise because then you're operating like an individual contributor. It's in your influence, right? And your purpose and your ability to build relationships so you can inspire and motivate at a very strategic level. So I think it's in every life stage, every role, we have to just take stock. And that's where the self-efficacy, which so much of what we do in advancing women is at the center of that. So Kat, what are the few things that people can really think about in a new year when it comes to preparing themselves and going after their own ambitions? That's such a great question. And I think the new year is a perfect time to take stock and calibrate. I want to talk about purpose specifically and some tools that I use to get clear on my own purpose, but also coach people on how to get clear on their purpose, regardless whether they're a 60-year-old, a 50-year-old, or my 13-year-old. I'm always talking about purpose. And I think there's some questions and clues that you can look to in your own life. So I would say one question that's so critical is, what kind of work? What kind of conversations energize you? Where when you step away from the day, you are inspired and excited about the next day. Because it's in that analysis that you're going to get more clear on your purpose. As you think about those defining moments in your life where you were firing on all cylinders and your strengths were on fire and your natural talents were on fire, what were you doing? That will give you a clue on what your purpose is. As you think about the work that you gravitate towards in a given day, 
that's also an idea of where your purpose is. Because I think once you can get to that place where you are clear on your purpose, then you can start to think, okay, what are the relationships I need to cultivate to get me into those conversations that have me very aligned in my purpose? What are the rooms I need to be in? Whether those are inside the organization you work in, inside communities, trade associations, what conversations do you want to contribute to so that you can continue to build your confidence in your ability to have impact and contribution in any space that you operate into? That one exercise, and we're constantly doing it, but Brene Brown says our stories are data from our soul. So pay attention to the stories that you tell and retell, the ones that inspire and energize you from your own life, whether they're a story from when you were five years old or 50 years old, whether you were in high school or starting your career. Those stories give you very clear insight into what your strengths are, what your natural talents are, and what you value to be true for you in life. One of my favorite quotes in the world is from Pablo Picasso. And he says, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. And if we're clear on what our gifts are and what our talents are, then we get very confident in what we bring to a relationship, to an environment, to a product that we're developing. So pay attention to your purpose. Thank you so much, Kat. This is so interesting. And I think it's given us a lot to think about in terms of how we might set our own ambitions based on what's important to us and how to make sure we bring the confidence to what those ambitions are. So thank you. Thanks for being with us. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. To learn more about Women on the Move and listen to the full library of this podcast, please visit jpmorganchase.com slash W-O-T-M. For JPMorgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. JPMorgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC.